Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. We are starting a series today called Fear Not. Three times in the Christmas story, angels declared that message, fear not, fear not. And I just believe that there's so many people that are in situations right now. And maybe you're in, I was saying this to the first service, maybe you're in a season right now where everything's just going great, you're comfortable, you're feeling good about life. That's awesome. Enjoy that season. There's other seasons coming, okay? So this hopefully will prepare you for that. For those of you that are in a tough season right now, um, I I want you to really hear what the Word of God is saying to you today uh, about this truth of fear versus faith. I was really thinking about, you know, what are people afraid of this season, this year? Um, A couple years ago, it would have been much different, pandemic, COVID, and all that. And uh, there's so much fear and anxiousness about that situation. Uh, Maybe a little bit of that residually happening still. But, uh, you know, people are afraid of of, of relationships, commitment, um, signing on the dotted line, um, afraid of maybe saying yes to an engagement, yes to going back to school. Uh, just afraid, like, what will happen if I do this and then fail? Maybe afraid of failure. What are people going to think about me? Afraid of people's perceptions of you. Maybe financial. There's, there's so much inflation and employment situations really tough right now. Employers are having a hard time finding employees that are qualified and good at what they do and will work at all. Uh, uh, for those of you that have retirement accounts or stocks, the stock market has just had a tough year. So, you know, that coupled with gas prices, you know, just a lot of tension, a lot of anxiousness. Um, I was asking several people this week what their opinion or their thoughts are were on fear. And my wife said something so good. She says, people are afraid to have opinions. Because there's so, so much of openness in society today and, you know, there's no truth, there's no uh, objective truth, it's all subjective. And so um, it's almost, you almost feel weird saying, no, I believe this, like this is true and uh, this is what I believe. And I, you know, because of all the ramifications of that, but we uh, are afraid of many things. So. Let's read, this is kind of chronologically the first part of the Christmas story, Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, this was Mary's relative, Elizabeth, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her. So first of all, just think about that. Mary's just going about her life. Most believe that she was a late teenager. Just going about her life. All of a sudden, an angel appears out of nowhere 
to her and says, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, we don't know exactly from this text what the angel looked like. Could look just like a man. Could look like, you know, an Old Testament angel, which was very different than the human anatomy. A lot of eyes, different heads, shapes, animal figures, you know, different, you know, like there was many different biblical figures. So we're not sure, you know, how normal this angel looked. Uh, or how weird, but we know for sure that Mary was stunned uh, because of this very next verse. Confused and disturbed. That's a good way to put it. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean, and then the angel says, do not be afraid or fear not. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great and be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So those are big words. So much to to think about there and receive as a teenage girl in that day and time. But... I want to just look at the end there. You know, there's many different kingdoms and regimes. And in this point in history, there was actually two different kingdoms overlapping in Israel. You had their native Jewish culture and kingdom there. And then on top of that was the Roman kingdom that was overlapping them. And so he's saying now there's going to be a new kingdom, a kingdom of God. And And that Jesus will be the ruler of this. This is her son that she's going to birth. And his kingdom will never end. And let me just say here today, we are standing and sitting and worshiping in this place, in this moment, because his kingdom indeed is still going on. The kingdom of Jesus is still present today, still alive today still happening today. And so I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're logging on on the internet today to hear the truth of God's word that his kingdom is still moving. It's still present. And we want to welcome you into the kingdom today. If you're not a part of the kingdom of God, we want to welcome you in today, here in this moment, here at Promised Land. Verse 34, but the uh, angel asked the mayor, uh, the Mary asked the angel, how could this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Now this is massive news to her. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you to do something you could not do by yourself. God is calling you into a life that you cannot do by yourself. It's going to take supernatural power from God. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and transform your human nature into something supernatural. That's what, that's what this angel is telling Mary about this specific situation. And then he begins to tell her about this baby. Jesus is going to be holy. It's going to be called the son of God. So she's taking all this information in. 
and thinking about it, thinking about the ramifications of it, I'm a virgin. How's this going to happen? Technically, how's this going to happen? Well, God's going to intervene and you're going to become pregnant by divine nature. And okay, well then, what's the ramifications of me, a virgin, being pregnant in society and I'm engaged to someone. What's he going to think, right? So many different things that's going on in Mary's head. And the angel says, well, this, this child's going to be called the son of God. So the promises, primarily the positive promises that the angel are giving to Mary have really nothing to do with her other than her just participating in this. The, the big news, the special news, the, the positive things are all about the baby, Jesus, he does, the angel doesn't say, well, Mary, you're going to be wealthy. Mary, if you do this, you're not going to have to worry about your physical health any longer. You're going to be, like, healed of everything. Everything's going to be perfect in your life. The angel doesn't say you're going to live a life of comfort, a life of wealth, a life of richness, a life of... No, 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 not, none of that. You're just going to participate in this baby being born, and he's the king. He's the one that's going to be the Lord over everything, and his kingdom will never end. He'll be called the Son of God. So I just want you to really think about Mary's situation here and what she's listening to as she listens to this angel say this to her. So much to chew on, so much to think about. And um, and, and she, she has this opportunity to step into God's plan for her life. The angel understands that she may be questioning, so the angel says, hey, Here in verse 36, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. That would be a miracle. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the the word of God will never fail. And I want, this is building on Pastor Chris's message from last week, the word of God will never fail. This is, this is the angel declaring this to Mary, and I want you to receive it today. 2,000 years later, that the word of God still will never fail. It's never failed yet, and it's not ever going to fail. The word of God can be trusted in your life. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true, and then the angel left her. The King James Version says, Be it unto me according to your word, O Lord. Everything. I, am, I say yes to this. It's difficult. I don't know the process of how it's all going to work out. So when, when Gabriel says to her, Fear not, why is Mary afraid? Why is she disturbed? Well, it could be the physical nature of this angel that he looks different, that he appeared to her out of nowhere. This is a weird man talking to me. But most likely, it is the message. You're highly favored. Whoa. Don't be afraid. This message, fear not, from Gabriel is a powerful doorway for Mary. It is a transitional statement for her. Gabriel gives Mary this transitional statement that says, fear not. And it is actually an invitation for her to step into God's best for her life. If you're taking notes, write that down. Fear not 
was Mary's invitation. It was, in a, it was her invitation to God's best for her life. And I really want you to think about that not as a warning, but an invitation. You're about to enter into something very unknown, but don't be apprehensive about the impossibility of this. Don't be apprehensive about the nature of this wall that's in front of you. It is just a season. It is just a moment, and you're going to get through it. You're going to get to the other side, and God's there. God's going to be with you now in the middle and at the end, and you're going to really be living out the plan that God has for you in your life, God's best for her life. I want, you to, I want to just break that down for a second. It wasn't Mary's best for Mary's life. It was God's best for Mary's life. Like the thing that was going to happen through Mary was not to build up Mary. The thing that was going through Mary was to build up God's kingdom. And that's what he wants to do in your life. He wants something to happen through you that's going to possibly cause fear and anxiousness because of its scale and its impossibility. But don't be afraid. Fear not. He's with you because he's going to do something through you to build his kingdom. Fear not was this invitation to God's best, for God's will in Mary's life. And so the situation is not the end. Maybe if you're in a situation right now, watching online, you're in a situation right now, it's tough, it's impossible. It's, it's like, you know, just this week I heard a couple different episodes of things that were going on in my life, family's life, other people's life. It's just overwhelming, but ah, oh, to know this is not the end. This is just a segue into God's best for my life. In 2004, I stood up in front of the church. There was about 100 people there. And I said, we're going to raise, this was like April of 2004, we're going to raise $100,000 this year to go buy our own property. We were in Alcock Teaching Theater on Texas State Campus. And for me, I was just so bold. I was so excited. I was 27 years old. I could just conquer the world, you know. I was like, we're going to raise 100000 Yeah. And for, that, that was like, felt like $10 million, honestly, you know, with, with the people and everything. And so, man, we started giving and we, we, did, we sold fireworks as a fundraiser and we, people gave sacrificially, just so generously. And by the end of that year, we had saved, I think, $108,000. And we were, it was just this massive victory. We're like, yeah, this is so awesome. And then we started looking for land and we realized we couldn't afford any land for $108,000. And, and uh, we looked and looked, and everything was too, too expensive, too big, in the wrong location. And finally, my dad drove down here, and he saw this property. They wanted a million dollars for it. We had 100000 And, you know, in a commercial loan, they want at least 20% down. And the bank wants at least three years of financial records. And we had a year and a half. And we had 10% that we could put down. And so it was, just, it was just impossible. But, man, we started feeling the call of God on this piece of property. And we started walking around it and praying about it. And, and the people that were selling it were very kind-hearted and very generous. And uh, they wanted us to have it. But there was this mountain in the way of money, impossible situation. 
And so, man, we, we just, we're like, this is God's will. We feel like this is God's will. And we begin to pray about it and, and think about it. And, man, I remember one, one service, so many banks had told us no. I think, like, five banks had said no. You know, we, you know, cute little church and all, but, you know, not today. You know, come back in a few years. And I was just so, I remember this Sunday, I was just so broken. I was like, you know what, God, if you don't want us to have this land, you know, that's okay. And I was crying, and people came up, and, you know, we're all having this moment. And literally the next day, we got a fax. This is the old days. (laughs) Got a fax from the bank that said, you've been approved. But it was a long fax. It was like a scroll that went down, like... (laughs) Here are all the stipulations that you're going to have to follow. And one of them was that I, Erica, and I were going to have to, like, sign our personal finances, life on the line, you know. And, um, and we signed it. We're like, let's go. Let's do this. So we, we, we got it. And we were here. And it was just that building over there. This building wasn't here. It was just that building over there. And, man, it was so exciting. But I remember sitting in there one time, and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, what did we do? You know, have you heard about the dog that always chases the car and then finally the dog catches the car and doesn't know what to do with it after it caught? You know, it felt kind of like, oh, my goodness. what? Our, our rent at Texas State had been $800 a month. And now at our new property, our mortgage was over $8,000 a month. In one month, we went up 10 times. And our bank account started going down 10 times. And, and I remember being in there one day and I got a call. And it was the banker at Ozona Bank, and they said, hey, uh, are, you, are you closing your account here and moving to another bank? Real nice guy. I said, no. Well, we, I was just wondering, because you, you don't have any money in your bank account. I thought maybe you transferred it out somewhere else. I was like, no, no. <laughs> and then that day, secretary goes out to the, the mailbox right out there. And there's a check for $200. So I take that check to the bank. I was like, here, we have money, see? And <laughs> I gave him $200. And, and then uh, we made it to Sunday. And then we made it another Sunday. Made it another Sunday. And man, it could have been so easy in that moment to have so much fear and to be completely honest with you I was so young and so inexperienced with God that I was afraid and I was like man did I mess all this up did I did we do something wrong and I was so nervous about it and so fearful about it and God's faithfulness just kept on clicking and clicking and clicking it was this perfect moment for this angel to say don't be afraid promised land you're going in God's direction but it's not always going to be perfectly clear it's not always going to be perfectly easy there's going to be moments when you don't have the solution you don't understand how it's all going to work out but if you're doing God's will he's going to follow through with everything that you need that's what, that's what was happening. So, you know, uh, here we are today, almost 20 years later, and God has been faithful every step of the way. Fear not is God's invitation to his best for your life. Um, Erica Crocker was sitting in a church service in July of 1996, 
and she was, it was a Wednesday night service, and she was sitting there, and all of a sudden, onto the stage comes this young, handsome, young pastor, and he begins, this is his first sermon, his first sermon, he begins to just orate, you know, the word of God, and she is smitten. Her heart is just beating so fast. Some of you are laughing, but this is a true story. Um, her heart is like, man, this guy's attractive. I like this guy. And she leans over to her aunt, Laura, that's sitting there. She's like, I, 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 you know, he's kind of cute. And, you know, and so Erica thinks she's going to ask this guy out, and then she gets fearful. Ah, I said, she's afraid. What if he says no, and I'm embarrassed, and you know, all of these questions start coming to her, and Aunt Laura is this angel Gabriel to her, and she <laughs> leans over and is like, fear not. That's probably not exactly what she said, but she did say, what's the worst that could happen? He says no. You can handle no. And she was like, that's right. I can handle no. Now, the rest of the story... You'll have to ask Erica. She has her own version of it from like that moment forward. But the part I really want y'all to hear is I'm so thankful that she wasn't bound by that fear because we wouldn't be here today if she hadn't had, and thank God for Laura too, that was able to speak into her. Hey, like if this is God's will, if God's gonna move in this situation, you need to just keep taking steps forward, whatever step that is. For you, and uh, we call it Next Steps. It's happening after the service. Um, we we want to help people take their next steps with God, even when it looks like there's so much cloudiness and darkness and maybe impossibility. Fear not means trusting the word of God. Write that down. Fear not means trusting the word of God. When Mary heard the, the message from Gabriel, that was God's word coming through Gabriel. It wasn't Gabriel's words. It was the word of God. And she had to hold on to that uh, word. And, and uh, this is a whole message in, in and of itself. And I don't have time to really break, break it down that much. But you need to hold on to the, those times and those places when God has spoken to you and God has proven himself to you uh, because there, you're going to be moving forward in a, in a situation where you're not going to be in those situations anymore. You know, those, that firm foundation of, of Scripture and of God's Word, you've got to just cling to it and hold on to it. Another great analogy is an anchor. We've got to have anchors when the storms of life blow our way, and our anchor is the Word of God. Remember what the angel said. The angel says the Word of God will never fail. And so when you go throughout life, you can look at different scenarios that have happened to you where God has proven himself. And, and the angel, remember the angel says, hey, look at Elizabeth. She was barren, but God gave her a son. So he's building her faith. So literally, Mary goes and stays with Elizabeth for a while after this announcement. I'm sure so that she could just rest in that assurance that God really does have this figured out and this is God's plan that's happening in Mary's life. So this very interesting thing says, the very last sentence we read there, um, it says that 
you know, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything happen as you've said about me come true. And then that very last sentence says, then the angel left her. Then the angel left her. So there's this big announcement. This is going to happen. And then poof, he's gone. Now Mary has to live it out. You know, if it was today, it would be like you come in here, you sing, you hear the word of God, you're fired up, you take notes, you, 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 you listen to the Bible taught. It's like, ah, oh, we love coming to church, don't we? It's just beautiful. It's, it's, it edifies our spirit and our soul and everything's great in here. And then you have to walk out the doors and then you have to go get in your car and then you, got, you have to go live it out. The only way she's able to live it out after the angel left is if she holds on to those words that the angel said because it's going to be tough. She's, she's engaged to a man and now she has to talk to Joseph about being pregnant. She has to go face other people as her, her, her womb begins to grow and she can't hide it anymore. And, and then, then, then she has a baby, and like, what are people going to say? And just on and on. And then when he grows up, and all of the things that are going to happen, like there's just so many things she has to hold on. It's just to trust the word of God. That means there's no evidence. There's no explanation. People want explanations before they trust God, but God wants us to trust him without an explanation. Write that down. We want explanations before we trust, but God's like, no, I want you to trust me before you have, and the explanation I'm talking about is like, okay, next week, this is gonna happen. This person is gonna betray you, but don't worry about it. I got it covered. The following week, what's gonna happen is your car is gonna break down. I got it. Don't worry about it. This other person is gonna come two weeks later after you think it's all gone. You know, like we want that, Line by line thing, all we have is the word of God and our past experience. All we have is our word of God and, hey, Elizabeth's pregnant. Now, when I face a situation in the church and, you know, maybe COVID, we're not meeting for eight weeks. We haven't seen everybody in eight weeks. Is anybody going to come back? Giving drops way off the, the planet, you know, financially. People are here like, I just hold on to the word of God. Like, God, you got us through 2005. You got us through 2013. Lord, you got us through 2001. Like, I have these things that I hold on. Lord, I know that you were there. And I know that you're here. And I know that you're not done with us. So I'm going to hold on to your word. I'm going to trust you without an explanation. When Jesus called his disciples, he said, come, follow me. That's it. Wait, where? Where are we going? How much do I get paid? Where are we going to live? What's going to happen? I'm not qualified. What about my business that I'm leaving? What about my family, my friends? None of that. He just said, come, follow me. Come on, let's go. Okay, let's go, right? There's a gap between you and what you understand about who God is. There's always gonna be a gap between 
what you understand about God and the fullness of who God is. There's always a gap. We hate the gap. We don't want the gap. God loves the gap. The gap is where trust comes in. The gap is where I choose to trust his word. There'll always be a gap because we have finite minds and we serve an infinite God. We have limited minds and we serve an unlimited God. There's no way we will ever be able to wrap our mind around God. There's always going to be more to God than what we understand. There's always going to be more to our life plan than what we understand and we can figure out. We hate that uncertainty, but God loves it. You know why? Because it's in that uncertainty that we draw close to God. That uncertainty, that gap is what draws us close to him. And I can honestly tell you, I can look back on these tough times and say, and that's when I was the closest to God. That's when I felt the love of God. That's when I felt the love of people the most, the strongest, were in those biggest gaps between me and him. Here's some scriptures. You should jot these down. Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Y'all know Psalm 23, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Fear not, I am with you, Isaiah 41, 10. Fear not, I have redeemed you, Isaiah 43, 1. Do not fear, do not be ashamed, Isaiah 54, 4. Boldly, I say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear, Hebrews 13, 6. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, Paul tells Timothy, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given you fear. The anxiousness and the gap and the, no, the void of explanation, all of that lends itself to fear and nervousness. But we will keep ourselves anchored in the word of God, anchored in the truth of what God has already done in our lives. If you, if you have something in your life that happens where God proves himself to you, you need to do everything you can to write that down, journal it, put it on a plaque. I mean, like you, because our human nature is to forget it. But we need to go back to those things right there, right there, right there. Small things. Sometimes um, been healed of a sickness like instantly. I need to remember that. Because all these other times <laughs> when I'm sick and if I feel alone and, 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 and away and separated, I need to remember God will never leave me. God will always be there. No matter what it is. Let's be like Mary. Let's say yes to the impossible things that God is calling us into, knowing that it may not just be building up our own name, our own image, our own identity, but it's doing something for his kingdom's purpose. Gabriel told Mary, the word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. 
And then she had to live it out. The angel left her. Would you stand with me right now? I want us to pray our own prayer like that right now. Let's respond to God. He's, he's speaking. Those of you that are watching online, join us in prayer right now. Wherever you are, whatever's happening in your situation. Whatever that hurdle is, don't be afraid. Let me give you one other, other little thing here. Maybe you're connected to someone, a friend, a family member. They're going through something heavy. And you're the Gabriel. You're the voice. Our first temptation is to help solve the problem and then say, look, it's okay. Because, look, we fixed the problem. That's not the word of God. Fixing the problem is not the word of God. The word of God is you're going to make it. Why? Because God's good. Because you're following his plan. Because he'll never leave you. Because the word of God will never fail. That's what's encouraging. All right, let's pray. Join with me. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that breathes life into us. Thank you. Thank you, God, for the truth of your word. That is so rich and meaningful and eternal. I believe, I believe you're speaking to people in this moment right now. I believe some are wrestling with the words that have been given to them. But let's just speak clearly. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Lord, I will not be afraid because you are with me. Lord, I will not be afraid because your word will never fail. God, even though life can seem so difficult, I will not be afraid because I'm trusting that this is not the end of my story. I will not be afraid because, God, I believe you are the author of my faith. You are the finisher of my life, not me. I will not be afraid because disease will not define me. Only you define me, God. I will not be afraid because situations of life will never ever define me. Only the word of God and the truth of Jesus will define me and give me identity. Lord, I rest in that truth today. Let us all just pray a prayer of surrender right now. Just say, God, if there's anything in me that's not of you, I lay it down right now. Please forgive me. I just pray right now for conviction to hit the hearts of every man, woman, boy, and girl, everybody watching online, everybody in the building. God, let, us be, let, it, let it be revealed to us any area of our heart, our life, habits, relationships, business deals, um, things that happen at, at work, at school, at home, that's not of you, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me, Lord. I want to walk with you. I want to I be with you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.
Come on, everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church, or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening to the Promised Land at Home podcast.